come to terms with that because that's the worst that could happen. The best that could happen is the best thing in your life that you don't know is sitting around the corner. Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm Kurt Bingham, your host, and it's so good to have you here. I'm honestly really excited about today's conversation because it's with a friend of mine, Benny. Benny is a graphic designer and has worked for some of the best agencies in Australia. Though that wasn't always the story, and that's what we're going to hear today, how he completely switched careers from working in an airport to now working on some pretty awesome creative projects. I know that you're going to learn a lot, just like I did. So without further ado, this is Benny Hinman. Hey, hey. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? That's good. Yeah, awesome. This is actually the first time I think I've done uh, a podcast with someone I actually like, properly know. Oh, so uh, yeah. It's pretty, That's it's cool. pretty exciting. It means pretty we don't have to kind of go around all of the small talk. We can get straight to the good stuff. Yeah, totally. And there's yeah. just a little, like, there's still, I guess there's still mystery. So it's awesome. Um, well, I guess uh, for those that don't know you, Benny, like, what um what do you get up to on a day-to-day basis yeah cool so i um by trade am a graphic designer i work in um branding most of the time um and i also kind of dabble in other areas of the creative industry so i um have started calling myself a multidisciplinary creative of recent because i feel like that sort of better encapsulates um what i do um but yeah um uh, i trained as graphic designer and um and have experience working in branding agencies um in that space that's awesome i um i saw that on your email on your like your little email water is that what you call it like the footer yeah. Uh, yeah, email email signature foot or whatever you want. Yeah, to your signature. Yeah. I saw the multidisciplinary um and I was like, "Ooh, nice." Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I try and I try and break it down that I I do feel like it it doesn't pigeonhole me, which is one thing I really don't like if someone hears designer or yeah. um uh I definitely would not feel comfortable calling myself a photographer. But mm. when you kind of um, combine um, multiple um, multiple different things, I think that kind of better encapsulates um, uh, who I am and what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I um, I've had that experience as well. I I think I I think labeling is an interesting thing because I went from uh, I guess it was filmmaker and then creative director and then you know and. Um, all of that stuff works, but I think it, it does come back to not wanting to be boxed. I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, I totally. I'm definitely one of those people. Yeah, I totally agree. I think no. I think that um, it's a it's a funny thing, labels and and what you call yourself. And I think, um, yeah, I kind of view different creative dis- disciplines as somewhat like genres. And I think if you think of it like that, and you kind of use the yeah. parallel of uh, like a musical artist, a lot of artists 
you know, and musicians these days, if you called them a, you know, blues artist or a rock and roll artist, they'd kind of be horrified because it doesn't encapsulate what they do. So I, I think there's some nice parallels there that creative industry and creative um, and the world that we live in today is so um, like varied and um, transcends yeah. mediums. So yeah, it's fine. Labels are labels. They're there. You've you've got to try yeah. and and um, and and explain to people what you do and what you can do in as few words as possible. So that's kind of what I landed on. Maybe it'll change in a couple of weeks. Who knows? But that's 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 it for now. Yeah. And that, um, like, I guess I've only known you for, um, oh, I guess on and off, like a few years, but before you actually went into design, that, that wasn't what life looked like. Hey, no, very different. Yeah. So, so this, this world in terms of being a professional career or something that I would say I'm a professional at is, yeah, it's very new to me really. in the grand scheme of things, um, I studied, so it's 2020 now. I studied um, graphic design at the beginning of 2018. I did a short course, um, three-month intensive course, which kind of set me up with a folio to get my foot in the door with a design agency. Lucky it yeah. worked out for me. Um, but before that, you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah it's um, it was it was hard work. And, kind of, and and there was <laughs> yeah. there was. Um, yeah, it was it was the right timing, and and it's a, it was a great course, and I, I have a lot of um, a lot of uh, what's the word? Uh, yeah, like appreciation for um for the way that they run that that program because it um does get you into the industry, which is what it's designed to do. But yeah, before that, I yeah. um I've done a few different things. For the most part, I worked in aviation, and since leaving school, um at a pretty young age for a teenager, I, um, I got into working in airports and kind of just stayed there to be honest that it, it was, um, it was something that I fumbled into. I left school, um, I left school age 16. I was about two, two weeks past my 16th birthday when I convinced my parents wow. to let me drop out of school it really wasn't, um, something that I was doing well in. We tried to, to make some changes to make it work for me. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it was about it, but I wasn't like a naughty kid or anything like that necessarily, but the, just the structure of school I really st struggled in. So I was just itching to get out there and do something different. I didn't really know what that was going to be, but um, left school and um, actually did a like a six-month hospitality course. That was the um, arrangement that I came oh to with my parents um, that I wasn't going to just leave school and go straight into the workforce, but um, they wanted to set me up with something that I might be able to um, use. Yeah, so I did a six-month hospitality course, and off the back of that, was lucky enough to get a job working with my brother at um, Christchurch Airport, which is um, oh, cool. close to where I grew up. Um, pushing wheelchairs, pushing old people around. Um, no way. So um, I worked this like really funny late night shift, which was like three or four hours long, started at like 10 p.m. through 2 a.m. And I just met like a few late night arrival flights and helped people mm -hmm. that needed help from um, 
from the plane basically until they met their families in the arrival saw. So young kids, people that needed help with their bags. And um, then that kind of, yeah, just over time, I kind of was in that industry. So just stayed there. I, I moved from Christchurch to Melbourne and then um, ended up here in Sydney and also did a little stint doing similar um, work in, yeah. um, in, so cool. in, in Sydney Airport as well. Mm. Yeah. I love the... I didn't meet you in Melbourne, hey, but no, we I think we knew who each other time. were, but yeah, we we never we never really crossed paths um, mm. until until we were here in Sydney. Yeah. For the listeners, he actually ended up marrying uh, one of my friends in Sydney. I, sh- I sure <laughs> did. That's that was Sophie. my pull. Um, that was my pull to Sydney. So yes, yeah, so I was before I met Sophie. I was actually back in New Zealand for a stint, and then um, our. our um, paths crossed when I was visiting for a wedding and yeah, the rest is history. So here I am, no regrets. And, um, yeah, we're married. So it worked out. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so good. It did. It did. Um, I guess with, um, with going from school into aviation, when you were in school, did you ever have dreams of becoming a creative anything? Like, was that ever on the radar? Did you do like, um, I'm sure people will check out your work after this or, um, but Benny's like, he's an incredible artist. I actually, I love what he does. Thank um, you, man. That's kind. And yeah, you're welcome. Um, and yeah, like he has a very unique way of, um, portraying things and, um, yeah, it, it to me, it's crazy that you may have not been, um, what, you know, working as creative all this time, you know, it's, it's quite fresh, yeah, sure. um, which is something I actually really love about you. I think, um, I think I probably did always feel like I was creative. Like I growing mm. up, um, like even in school, instead of probably doing my schoolwork, I was filling my like textbooks with kind of random sketches or like ba- band logos that I wanted, like, <laughs> yeah. like what I wanted to call my high school band and things like this. So, I did, I did always feel creatively inclined. I didn't really know how, what to do with that, if I'm honest. Like I, um, Mm. I, I always played music since a young age. So I thought maybe that was kind of my avenue for creative expression, played guitar, played bass, sort of in that sort of world, but never really um, pursued kind of visual creative um, until, until much later in life. But I did, um, it's, it's funny kind of thinking back now, there's so many things that do make sense that I would end up in what I'm doing. And it is, it is a really kind of interesting series of events, but I even remember like, um, 10 years ago now, 2010, I started this blog and it was like all my friends were doing it at the time, like on Blogspot. And how old were you then? I was 18 at the time. And I was um, doing an internship um, through my church at the time. And there was this kind of this, it was, it was probably even, it was actually pre Instagram. So it was like people were on Facebook and that was the, that was a big thing, but Instagram definitely hadn't sort of taken off when, when this kind of phase, it was definitely pre, pre kind of expressing yourself um, on Instagram and, and me and a couple of friends, we kind of blogged. And I, I, I really got into it like 
initially it was kind of like I'd, I'd collect a few images and, and write some thoughts and sometimes they were kind of like journal entries or um uh yeah kind of just random musings but then over time I I really like spent time kind of making these um kind of visuals and graphics and I, I kind of yeah say I look back on that now and realize like how much I really loved what I was doing then and it was wow. really yeah. super random and like, I didn't know I didn't know anything about typography or um, graphic design principles or anything like that but um, I do remember really enjoying that process so I'm not surprised that I did end up um, kind of going in and, and studying it and there was really like that kind of eureka moment for me when I was at a wedding um, and, and ended up talking to a friend about the course that I did, which is, um, Shillington college and she'd recently graduated mm. and it just kind of yeah. randomly came out. We were talking about it. And so then sure enough, I was like, well, I think I need to do something. Um, I, I, I definitely don't see myself staying in the industry that I was in long term. So, um, went to this info night at the college and I remember sitting there and like just being so excited that people got to do that. It was so funny because I had, I <laughs> yeah. had friends that worked in graphic design. I've literally worked in offices with graphic designers, like doing graphic design, but it just yeah. never really like connected with me. And I, I sat there wow. in this info session and, and Sophie came along with me and like my eyes were like, it was like, like something from a movie. It's like my eyes were like be beady wow. wide. I was like this, like ev yeah, everything connected. <laughs> and at the time I was like, right, this is it. This is what I've got to do. This is it. Yeah. I finally feel like I know like all these, all these different bits and pieces connected for me. And then kind of, yeah, kind of never looked back. It's kind of grown and evolved into, um, more than just like graphics, but, um, but yeah, I finally was like, yeah, cool. So yeah, it's funny. Cause looking back, yeah, it makes perfect sense, but uh, yeah, it's only, it's yeah. only really hindsight. Yeah, 2020. It's, a, it's, a, it's mm. a new journey for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I think um, I think a big thing um, and a reason why I started this podcast is because um, I'm sure I could ask you that you know if we have it when we were grabbing coffee or something, but it's it's so cool just to be able to hear your story in, in more yeah, detail. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I think something that I really want to see um, you know the listeners and people that uh, do engage with this like. I want them to see that they can actually find what they want to do, you know, still like there is, there is hope and there is, um, yeah, there is a sense of, for those that feel a little bit lost, like, um, I don't know, like, I think there's always, there's always opportunity yeah, ahead. I, lo I love that. And I love um, that that's your kind of heart behind this. It's something that I am very passionate about. And I think that, um, that kind of thinking and mentality does in a way go kind of hand in hand with, um, the work I do, like the, probably one of the elements that I love most about this industry, at like specifically working in branding yeah. is helping people mm. like to, to get their ideas off the ground or to kind of make it all that it can be. And I love, like, I love yeah. being around ideas. I love being around kind of dreams and ambitions and, and people that have kind of taken that first step. They might not have all the answers, they might not have the budgets, like they might not have, like yeah. they might not have <laughs> the like um, the runway to to get the idea off the ground. But it's 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 such a great environment to be in around ideas and big ideas mm. and 
and and and sort of ambitious people so yeah i i love that you're doing this and i think it's um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a good thing yeah it's pretty fun i uh i love it too um i think even you know getting to work in branding getting to work in the creative industry like you you get paid for dreaming you know you get paid for for like just sitting down with people and being like this is what something could be um what are some of the i guess now like your oh man there's that's actually an interesting story in itself i guess you were working for an agency and now you're you're doing your own thing could you share a little bit about yeah so so um so my kind of story was i started at this agency off the back of studying i was there for a couple of years worked my way kind of through to um to being what would be called a midweight designer so kind of post Mm. kind of entry level um work and um uh at the beginning of 2020 felt like it was the right time to move on and um look for a new challenge in a new studio i kind of worked for a bigger agency that kind of had bigger corporate clients and i wanted yeah i just wanted a change more than anything um and to to kind of push myself by putting myself in a new uncomfortable environment and so i actually uh, finished up that job yeah beginning of the year took a new job in a really small studio so went from like a a big yeah. sort of 50 50 person agency that did all sorts of things we did placemaking digital um strategy to a really small design studio that i increased their team by 25 percent by joining um so like a, a really <laughs> a really big change for me and and that's wow sense. and so cool. joined this team and um that was the beginning of march so not that long ago but um that was kind of as um everything covid related was sort of starting to unfold i um was actually meant to take a trip to japan the week between jobs with sophie and uh we had to cancel that she had some travel um bands issued by her workplace so it wasn't like um we didn't we definitely didn't know what we were in for at that point i don't think anybody did um but i took this job and then yeah it kind of was never really business as usual there and 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 unfortunately like three weeks in um a lot of their clients had kind of put projects on hold due to the size of the studio um i was made redundant along with someone else and so um kind of as as um, everything pandemic related was probably coming to a head in some respects, I was um, put out of a job. So um, yeah, the, the, the I remember the day very clearly, um, and I remember mm. the kind of yeah. confusion, sheer panic, Ooh. and kind of yeah, just this uncertainty of like what what like the next season kind of had it in store for me. I, I had a plan, I got this new job and I was like, I knew, I kind of in my head knew what the yeah. next probably year or two was going to look like. Um, but it's actually been a real, um, uh, it's been a real blessing for me um, having the time to yeah. kind of um, assess and focus on what I wanted to focus on. So I, um, I very quickly decided to label this kind of season is what I call um, Project Lemonade. And it's literally just about the, <laughs> the idea came from, I think it was Sophie actually that said it initially, the idea came from 
yeah, like making the most out of a, a seemingly bad situation. And I, um, I've had notes on my phone for a couple of years now of different projects and ideas or photo series that I just had never had the, I couldn't say time because I definitely had the time. It's probably more the, the creative energy to do it or headspace even Mm. that, um, that I started working on. So that's what I've been doing for the last few months along with kind of upskilling and, and setting myself up more as a, as a freelancer rather than like a in-studio creative. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah, since, since March I've been doing that and yeah, lots of, lots of projects kind of within that, that are still, um, in, in, in process and, and, and working on at the moment. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me, but my my door has all these colored. I love that. All yeah. these colored um, pieces of paper with different I can ideas. See this, yeah. Yep. For the for the listeners, he's got like sticky notes behind him, um, and yeah, colorful yeah. sticky notes. So he's, it's good. So I, I like to work. He's, uh, he's been planning like to work that way. So that that's <laughs> the wall behind me, and then the wall in front of me, which you definitely yeah. can't see, is kind of like a giant mood board of different projects and colors and photo- um, photographs. And, um, yeah, so I like, I like working big. It's fun. So that's my, um, that's my kind of overarching project at the moment, which yeah, has lots of different things within it. Wow. It's kind of, oh man, it's, I think it's insane that for one, so many people have had to pivot during this season. Um, it's terrible that people have lost their jobs. You know, I like, I lost Mm. work, um, and you know, I was meant to move overseas. Blah blah blah. That that didn't yeah. happen. Um, and now, you like you said, the creative juices having that space. Like I've never felt so inspired and motivated. And um, I don't know. Like for me, it's I'm so excited about the future. And I know that's not the story of everyone, um, but it was was similar in a way where I was like, well, what could I? what can I make, you know? And, and if it was just lemons that I had, then maybe I could just make yeah. lemonade. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I think it's, it's I cool hearing. It. Yeah. I think that in, in some ways our situation has been similar in that sense. And I think, I think it's a, it's, it's definitely a, a creative's inclination to, to, to see mm. opportunity in something like this. Um, yeah. I'm well aware that there are many, many people that, unfortunately this season has not had that effect on them and it hasn't been positive and it's been stressful, but I do really count myself lucky that, um, as a creative, yeah. If, if, if you've got the ideas and you've got the, the drive to do something, then yeah, what you can do with a, a, a pen and paper or your, the apps on your phone or whatever it is, yeah. Um, is is limitless yeah. with you know with with ideas. So I think we're lucky that. Um, sure, it's great to be doing paid work and um, using your services in a professional sense. But there's absolutely no reason why, if that isn't isn't on the table, that you can't still still create and and still be doing really valuable work um, without the without the client without the paycheck. So it's been. Um, it's yeah. been, it's been, yeah, it's been really rewarding for me. And I, I, I've been trying to challenge myself and, um, and kind of each project learn something new or, or do something that's a bit scary or, um, uncertain for me. Cause I think that's, 
um, that's the kind of beauty of, of creative work as well. Yeah. And I think when you don't really have, you know, they, they, they have that, I guess, that terminology of like building your plane while you're falling. I think sometimes we actually hit, like in this case, I feel like we've already hit, that we already hit the ground and we're kind of like, what pieces can I put together to make something right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I think that's, um, that's a really good analogy of it. I think also, I think that, yeah, even people that aren't creatively inclined, they've still had yeah. their life disrupted to a point where they are forced to reassess. And I think that's, yeah, um, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think. I think that's, that's an opportunity if, if you can look at it that way. And like I said, I, I'm well aware that, for a lot of people, it hasn't been positive and it's been stressful and um, there's a lot of anxiety linked with everything that's happened. But I do think that um, some good healthy change can come out of this for anybody if you're kind of forced to look at your life. Sort of your your habitual routine is disrupted as you know it. Your The way you interact with people is disrupted as you know it. And um, I think that's that's exciting for me. Like, I think it's, it's cool yeah. to see what's come out of that and how people have responded and, um, and, and people that maybe didn't realize that they had this kind of, um, creative idea bubbling have kind of taken on. I have a yeah. friend that started making like collages and cutting things out of like actual <laughs> vintage, like old school magazines and not like not making it on Photoshop, but actually like cutting things up and gluing it together, and um, and has started sharing those. And I think like I, I'm like that's awesome. Like I think that's so cool that it's given oh people gosh. the headspace to kind of think about, you know, what what would I love to do with my time if I was given back all yeah. of my time? So it's cool. Yeah, it is, and I think um, I'll have to grab that name off of you because I'd love to yeah, share sure. in the show links who that person is. Um, but if we were to move outside of um, work, and I know what has been um, what has been some pretty big moments in the past two years where you've, um, I guess, looked at your work, like looked at your work, but also looked at your lifestyle and being like, these are things that have really helped me. Uh, maybe that be routine or um, just be in a in a really good headspace to be able to actually do what you do. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So there's probably a couple of different things that are, are very varied but I um I'm a massive introvert so I um I love to chat love people like when, yeah. when I'm at something I'll I'll turn up and I'll I'll have a good chat but um the reality is that it's really draining for me so to, to be energized I need like time by myself or, or time in a safe place um to kind of recoup and um, interesting, interestingly enough, I'm married to yeah. probably the biggest ex extrovert I know. So <laughs> yeah. we are, yeah, she we, is. we are really on opposite ends <laughs> of the spectrum in that space. And, um, and we, um, it's, it, yeah, it's taken a, a, a fair bit, um, for us to understand each other in that sense that I like that it, it is not healthy or fair for me to expect her to kind of retract like a turtle to the level that yeah to yeah, be the same as you to, yeah because that doesn't fulfill her um needs and vice versa i 
like it, I, I'll probably get sick. Like that's kind of the level it would push me to if, if I was to kind of try and act as if I was an extrovert and live like an extrovert and sort mm. of be at things all the time, surround myself by, uh, by people and social interaction. So all that to say, um, being very conscious of that need to um, give myself space. And I also feel that that is the biggest um, way I can invest into my thinking and my creative process is by having that time, whatever it is. Like I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a very kind of routine habitual person in the sense that if I was at home, I'd be doing the same thing because it kind of, you know, was meditation for me or anything like that. I might be doing the dishes. Like I feel like since being at home more, I spend so much time doing the dishes, but it's a time, it's a time (laughs) where it's kind of, it's muscle memory. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. And I've probably in the last couple of months, I've had some of my, in my opinion, my best ideas. The world is yeah, better like, now because yeah, I'm like, oh great, and it kind of, and I have that time to, without yeah. thinking about other things to kind of process. So being really aware of that is one thing, and then another mm. thing is um, limiting what. So not people and not social interaction, but kind of being very conscious of um, what I'm feeding myself. So um, whether that's yeah. um, kind of the type of accounts I'm looking at on Instagram or um, the blogs I'm reading or um, even what I'm watching on Netflix that um, that it's stuff that is stimulating to me and um, and inspires me or or provokes me to think or sparks curiosity so that again is very different but um, I'm very aware that um staying curious and learning and seeing um, a variety of different media for me is, um, is, is, is really stimulating. When I was, when I was at a studio, I had, did have a little routine that I would go in and every morning before I did any work or checked any emails, I would check a few blogs and kind of see what other people were doing and that to me was good in that setting because it did kind of make me look a little bit beyond or remind me that it's a big world out there and that kind of healthy level of well there's people doing really really good work (laughs) around the world but that's yeah mm, that's even um i was uh, i was chatting with a a guy called ollie he's in uh one of the the earlier podcasts that i interviews that i did and he we're talking about something called the creative diet and that that kind of sounds yeah. like what that is um very much um and i think for us or like for me sometimes i love to look at uh things that inspire me but sometimes it's also can be detrimental you know because yeah. i think even for the artwork that i know that you create i don't know really anyone else that makes a little quirky thing sure. you make yeah you know so it's interesting to see that you're someone that still gets inspired by the people's work and you see what they're doing, but then you're able to, um, you know, bring a culmination of ideas together to create something that's quite unique to yeah. you. Um, yeah. I think I, I, I'm not super familiar with like the kind of 
I'm not sure if it's a book or it's an idea or whatever, but I've, I've heard the kind of term yeah. like um, the creative diet before. And I do think it's really important because if you think of your creativity or your creative mind as its own entity, then you do need to be feeding it and, and nourishing it mm. and, and exercising it and, and treating it as if it is its own entity. And I think that it's a, I like the, I'm, I'm a very visual person. So I like the, the visual idea of that. And I think that, um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm like, thank you for your kind words. That's nice. What you said about my art. I think it's, it's interesting. <laughs> no, you're good. It's interesting <laughs> yeah. um, that you think that because I think that, um, yeah, I do think that there's in this day and age kind of true creativity probably, um, can often be tainted by kind of what what you're seeing and what you're feeding yourself. Yeah, and and yeah, I'm aware of that. So my my Instagram account, it, it I intentionally try and kind of somewhat overhaul it as much as possible, and that might be that I kind of go on some tangent and yeah, like follow a hundred people that are doing magazine collages for a while because I'm like, yeah, man, this is really new and different or it might be 3d artists or it might be poets or something mm. like that and That's yeah and then when and yeah. and, uh, and when i start to kind of maybe get a bit bored with it or i've kind of feel like i've seen it a little bit you just unfollow well, all yeah, the people maybe unfollow depends on <laughs> it is or like it might be kind of put, put everything on mute for a bit and then i always try and like i always try and hack instagram's algorithm I love that. Dude, that's actually, I haven't yeah, heard that I'm before. Like, I want to like, do that. Don't tell me, like, I, I follow all these people. I yeah, follow all these people because I want to see all these people. So don't don't try and feed me the same 20 people all the time. Yeah. And you can do that. Like, I think Instagram probably hates, like, it doesn't, I don't think it understands me. This is probably what I'm saying, like, as an algorithm. I feel the same, bro. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> is it just Instagram, yeah. though? No. <laughs> that's true. But I think stuff like that's good and being aware that we are surrounded by, like, algorithms. Like, everything that is fed mm. to us is based on what we have told some computer somewhere that we are interested in and and you can very quickly be pigeonholed and kind of be um fed a certain yeah. type of media or a certain type of information even news it's the same now if you're if you're really interested in this kind of political way of looking at the world then then very quickly you can be fed um, that information almost singularly so um yeah, yeah. I, i'm kind of like how can I how can I hack these things to to keep it interesting for myself yeah. and and avoid that kind of trope of my my work looking like someone else's work or being um, kind of on trend so to speak. So yeah, I think there's ways to do it and then getting offline is also obviously very good. Getting like traveling, getting out into the real world and, yeah. and stuff like that's unbeatable you and sophie travel more than most people i know so whenever i think about who's like i don't know who i'm like oh i want to travel as much as them i think oh, of you that's two. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you, you make it so easy like it seems so easy it's like oh i'm in brisbane i'm in melbourne like you guys even 
listen for the listeners they even stay in sydney at resorts sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do we do both really love to travel and i think we're we're i'm very grateful that um sophie loves it as much as i do and i think we we quickly realized in our um relationship that that's something that's really important to us and we do prioritize that for yeah probably the same reasons that i've like rattled off other um examples of, of how i kind of look after myself and um yeah i mean we're obviously not going many places at the moment other than yeah what you said (laughs) somewhere in sydney but um (laughs) yeah we we definitely do prioritize that and 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 sophie's the same it's something that we um we really need and we we kind of work hard in shorter sprints knowing that there's a break around the corner um and yeah, I mean, the the world is a big and interesting place and it's that kind of cliche yeah, of it is. the more places you go, the you know, the bigger you realize the world is or the, the less you feel like you've seen. And I, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, I, I want to see as much as I can and experience as much as I can. We also both love food a lot. So like food, food, oh, I'm with food you, dictates, this is what <laughs> food dictates travel. <laughs> a lot, as yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to to be aware of what feeds you and also makes you feel rested and, and, and not, um, ignoring it, like embracing it, leaning into it. If you need to stay at home six out of seven nights a week, because you, um, that's how you feel rested and have a clear creative mind. I'm like, cool. All power to you. You do you. Yeah. I've actually, that's something that, I think even for me, it's almost been like a rewiring the past few months because I used to, uh, I used to have like coffee organized with a different person almost like sure. every day, and um, and a lot of that was just because I I wanted to feel time and I wanted to feel purposeful. But when I really started to figure out what I love to do, I actually now only really hang out with people on the weekends. Sure. Like Isn't that interesting? Week, yeah, just like. It's so interesting, and it's 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 almost my friends have even pulled me up on it and be like, "Are we good? Like, <laughs> Do you, you still know? like me, Kurt?" Um, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're sweet." Like, I'm just, I guess, I'm, for me, I'm actually loving what I'm doing for the first time in a long time, and it's crazy um, that whatever what hap- happened happened. Yeah, but, sure. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, I think uh, I think a lot of people cool. probably have. Um, I, I, community is a good thing and friendships are good things. Don't get me wrong. But I do think a lot of people have probably used spending their time with friends or filling their time is probably a better way of saying it as a bit of a crux or a bit of an excuse and um, having a different way of kind of staying in touch with people and communicating people, uh, communicating with people with everything pandemic related is probably, yeah, it's probably taken some excuses off the, off the cards and to actually start, you know, starting working on, on what you want to work on, starting the business, writing the plan, Mm. ordering the business cards, whatever it is. And, um, I think that's cool. I'm like excited. I feel like people are going to come out of 2020 more, um, kind of in touch with themselves. If that makes sense. Like they've, 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 they've processed, they've thought, They've had time to kind of daydream and, you know, f- for the people that choose to put action behind that, I'm like 
cool. I, I can't wait to hear the stories of the businesses that have started, the people that have kind of reinvented themselves. They've gone off the grid. They've moved countries off the back of this, whatever it is. I'm like, cool. I think, I think it's like, it's the shakeup year. And, and obviously, yeah. yeah, it's not to dismiss the severity of what's happening, but I do think like a good shakeup is always good. So hundred uh, percent. There's some like, I'm always, I guess I'm an, I am an optimist. So I, I will always try to see the good. And I think there's been some incredible things that have come out this pretty chaotic time. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I think, you know, moving into with what you're doing today, um, like you, you've got now like multidisciplinary. <laughs> That's right. It is tricky. tricky yeah, I had um, to literally practice it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but so Benny, is it Benny Hinn art? Is that uh, the, Benny High? Benny Hinn is a. Is a very Benny High. That's sorry, right. Benny High He's... is <laughs> Benny Hinn is a very famous televangelist who is a little bit questionable, but I chose okay. chose to embrace that my name is quite similar to his name. Okay, Benny yep. High. Um, what does that look like? Like, are you? Is that a big focus for you? The artwork that you're creating? Because I know. Um, I know some people actually got you to do some commissions for their their pets. Yeah, <laughs> for people that haven't seen his art, it's it's you you will have to see it or look at it right yeah, now. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, it probably Benny is something High a little easier art. to have a look at and than me trying to describe my style of art. But yeah, so um, there's. Can I describe? Yeah, go it? for. I would. Yeah, <laughs> please. I'd love to hear how you would describe okay. it. Okay. Okay. I for me, I think. Um, Benny, Benny's artwork is like, okay, I don't know, if, I feel like, I hope I speak. No, say, it, but, just say what you think. Um, <laughs> it's like a really intelligent child has grabbed uh, a texter or like some crowns and just like started drawing like funny, quirky jokes um, and it just connects with everyone. It's like that, I don't know, I feel like you, you meet those really intelligent kids that have um ways of saying things you're like wow this kid is like way beyond his time and every time i see your artwork i'm like to me it just it's like a really cool kid oh that's great i mean yeah that's that's (laughs) um i love that description i'm probably gonna like have to write because it's write this down after and 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 use that as my bio or something but yeah my i think my yeah (laughs) Yeah. my style is definitely like i i kind of treat it as it's somewhat of like my inner child i guess like that it's those kind of um, thoughts and ideas that somehow make sense or somehow make no sense, but you kind of need feel like you need to say it, and then yeah, then there's kind of a, a visual representation of it. And you also have like a very, you have a, a very like cool sense of humor. Like you love a good dad joke or like a very like straightforward. Sure. I don't even know how to explain your humor, but it's it is fun. It's something I oh, love about you. That's good. So. I I do think there's definitely yeah, it's definitely I, I yeah in a way like so my. My art, I got up for a little while before all of this, I, I felt really confused about what it was and what I kind of wanted to do with it. I wasn't sure. And how it, I kind of was putting it on my personal Instagram for, for a long time, but then I kind of felt like I wasn't able to kind of pair that with other, like sharing other, sharing other oh, things. I, I feel that. And, That's such a And it really thing. did take me a little while to kind of go, okay, it, but is this enough? that I, I want it to be its own thing or is this just something that I like doing? I like 
it, it was always just something that came out of something that I enjoyed doing and I would just follow follow an idea yeah. if I did but yeah so I've I've I've, I've designated like a, a, um, an Instagram account to solely put my art up on now and yeah like you said I've I've had some sales I've had some commissions for friends where they just say like do something for us draw something and, and we'll put it on our wall and then I've had a, a few lately of um dog <laughs> related ones which has been really fun and I um I don't have a dog so I but I and I don't know if I share the love that people have for their dogs wow. like they do so okay. I, I but I um <laughs> yeah. in saying that it's been really um fun to do and I was like oh my gosh and like if, if I sh- if I share these uh, uh, am I gonna be like a dog artist like is this like my is this my niche and, I, and it, oh, is I this my you. niche and I didn't yeah. know it but I um I've really enjoyed it and I, yeah I've got a couple more that I'm gonna be um kind of sharing it sh- sharing oh in the couple <laughs> okay. in, the, in the coming days and who knows yeah maybe I will be a dog artist i don't know but uh, start doing dog commissions yeah, but i've got it's like the new child it's a modern yeah, child people <laughs> it's, it's probably a pretty big market i think people sydney sydney people, people weird, really love their yeah. dogs yeah <laughs> but um yeah. yeah so the kind of plan for it is to to yeah i mean i mean i'm just creating at the moment and and yeah like i said following the ideas when they come and um yeah I'd, i'm gonna launch a online store in a couple of months when I feel like I've got enough um, work to put up on it that I'm happy enough with. And um, yeah, yeah and, and other bits and pieces. I'd love to do like some greeting cards. I um, I always like loved weird um, greeting cards. My stepmom had yeah. this very um, strong like passion for finding the strangest greeting cards and she she was a flight attendant so she'd travel around the world and she'd always come back like having been at like a gift store in an airport or in a shopping center or something with like these like the like really weird humor like her and her and i would end up like in fits of laughter and if you showed it to the wrong person they'd just kind of the eyes would glaze over and they'd be like i don't like i don't get this Oh, but, totally. But I think that that's something really unique to you because in your art, I see that. Because yeah, <laughs> sometimes I don't get it and I have to ask It does you. kind of make sense, right? It's like, yeah, that, that probably makes sense for him. But, um, that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, so that's, um, that, yeah, that's something I'd really love to do. So I always kind of have, her name's Robbie, and I always kind of have her in the back of my mind. Like, would this be a greeting card? Would she think it's funny? If, that Robbie yeah, if, if she, oh, if she cool. thinks it's funny, then I... I'm like, cool, that to me is like that kind of creative yeah. check. Sometimes I'll show things to Sophie and yeah, there's probably two reactions that I want to get. One where she's just like, that, that's, I don't really get that. That's really weird. Or, and that's good to me because I'm like, great, perfect. You think it's really weird? Yeah, great. Good. And then the other is like actual like laughter and she enjoys it. So I'm like, I'll take either of those, anything in the middle, like, that kind of like lukewarm, like, yeah, it's all right. Like I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, mm, I'll try again. You no. don't want that. No. Yeah. Mm. You're good. <laughs> um, I, I actually, oh man, that's such an interesting, um, such an interesting thing though, because you're like, you're fine with it being weird, but you also find with people responding well to it. Um, how do you find that? Like, obviously we're often our worst critics, but when you're putting art out into the world, um, 
What are you that's, thinking? Yeah, are that's you... um, that's a real thing, and I think um, I um, what do I think about that? I where I am and in the headspace I'm at now, it's not something that bothers me. So I I I feel comfortable, confident enough that I could share something and it could flop. It could not resonate with anyone. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, and I'm not sure how you get to that place. I think it's probably, yeah. I don't know if it's like, if it's necessarily a confidence or a, something that comes with time, but I think that working in creative there's a tension of, and it, yeah, it kind of translates to, to my art and to your question, but like working professionally and creative, there's always a tension of, um, having a thick enough skin that you can kind of yeah. contribute your ideas, put your hand up, um, kind of really go to town with an idea. Um, um, and it get completely shut down. Um, yeah. but then not letting that harden you too much that you don't, that you kind of begin to lack empathy or passion for the mm. work that you're doing. And that's, I would say in my kind of first two years working in creative, that's the bigger, the bigger lesson that I've learned rather than this, any yeah. skills or, um, anything is actually navigating that side of it, the kind of confidence, humility, sensitivity, kind of concoction. Yeah. When to back yeah, when, it. When to even. back it. Like when to be like, no, I want this to be, to go, to do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah. so and, and that's, that, those kind of situations are often in, in either team environments, so working with other um, designers or a creative director or with clients. So for some reason you and your team have, have they've rallied behind your idea and it's got in front of a client and then it gets shut down. Still, still being, still Ooh. being like, okay. Um, like it, it's okay. Like we, we knew why we did this. Um, and so, yeah, all of that to say, I think that that kind of process teaches you that you can throw something out into the, atmosphere into the world and it might fall flat yeah. and you just have to like let it go carry on if there's learnings from it learn from it but don't don't take it as a personal hit and don't let it kind of into yeah. your into your creative core where it knocks you and knocks your confidence to kind of keep keep creating and going yeah i think that's big because i think you know, for anyone listening that is wanting to start something or um, is a little bit fearful of putting it out there, like, first of all, that speaks to that. But would you have any advice for someone like that? I think, yeah, I think, I do think I probably have a bit of an interesting mindset in the sense that I, I, I am kind of like, do it, like, do it like or else like what like how would you feel if you never gave something could go or you never tried and and but I feel like a lot of people can kind of write themselves a long enough list of reasons why not and um I am kind of um more inclined to be like give it a go 
try, see, learn, fail, because that is the like the the much more fulfilling um, option mm. to choose, essentially. So, um, advice: hmm, just give it a go. Um, try, yeah, learn, stay humble, um, uh, back yourself. Uh, yeah, I I I feel like if someone has something that they can't shake. Like I saw something just the other day and, and someone was saying like, if they've got an idea and he kind of like visually was sort of alluding to the fact that it was like an idea that was like sitting on his shoulder, kind of whispering in his ear and it wasn't, he couldn't shake it. He's like, if you've, if you've got those ideas or you've got that, whatever it is, business idea, uh, project idea, like career choice and it's sitting on your shoulder whispering in your ear and it's not going away like embrace it like it's there for a reason like listen learn if you don't have the answers um lean into that like that that should be exciting like there's i have this idea i don't know how i could pull this off who who do i know that might or how could i find these answers to start and 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 enjoy the adventure of it yeah that's the best part i think you just you for me it the thing that changed it was when i started to enjoy the process more than like seeing what people thought of it just being like ah this is just a fun time getting to try things and and sometimes failing pretty hard but um i think it is a cool part of being creative but also being um being human yeah absolutely i think (laughs) i think so i think like there's that kind of saying like i won't say it as succinctly as other people have said it but like the greatest actors always take on the roles that they're scared of most and i think that translates Mm. beautifully across anything creative or even yeah entrepreneurship um kind of making big decisions like lean in to the challenge and um and and keep um keep learning and keep pushing yourself and keep putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because yeah if if people go oh the worst that could happen is i fail and you have mentally come to terms with that and the maybe the fear or shame or embarrassment that you have linked with that, then I'm like, cool, like come to terms with that because that's the worst that could happen. The best that could happen is the best thing in your life that you don't know is sitting around the corner could happen. So lean into, lean into the positives that could come out of it and then like mentally process the worst case scenario because if you've mentally processed it, it's not about kind of delving into it or dwelling on it too much, but if you can go, okay, that's the worst that happens, then I, I, feel, I feel like yeah. people people would make the decisions that they're meant to that will change their life or, you know, those million-dollar business ideas, whatever it is, like, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's how I like to think of it anyway. Yeah, I love that. I think um, just bring the, bring the conversation around. Um, I've got to finish five flash questions cool. for you. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, um, I guess try try answer them 
as quickly as possible. But you, mm, all right, yeah. I'm bad at these sort of things, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll do my best to give you <laughs> like know, a gut like... feel answer. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what does the word becoming mean to you? Um, changing. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Favorite film ever? Ooh, um, I have two. One is Hot Rod. Um, absolute classic, very quotable, of course very quotable is. movie. The other is actually um, Little Rascals, which I've probably watched 300 times. I used to watch it like every week as a kid uh, growing up. And I also probably could recite that movie. I don't know why I love it. I still, okay, I I, it was like my favorite movie age, Do you still yeah, love age it? seven. And it just kind of stayed my favorite. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's awesome. Um, one book you would read again or highly recommend? Oof. Um, confession, definitely not a reader. So um, I reckon I've read, okay. read it all up. I've probably read about 12 books in my whole life. Um, magazines, visual books, very different story, but I wouldn't call that reading a book. Um, uh, so in saying that, I'll probably pass. <laughs> I like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, what's one piece of advice that stuck with you? Um, I guess it would be to, like, I, I don't know who I'm thinking of is giving me the advice, but I feel like I've definitely, yeah, that's I've okay. definitely had people kind of remind me to think bigger. And I think I'm always grateful for that advice. So that's that's generic in its essence, but the the people in life that encourage you to think bigger and look bigger and don't sell yourself short, which Sophie does awesome. to me almost every week. Like Sophie would remind me, don't sell yourself short. Like you can do anything. Yeah, she's awesome. She's very at good that. at that. So there we go. Yeah. I'll credit Sophie for that. Cool. Um, fifth question. Uh, one thing. Uh, one thing you're dreaming about. Ooh. Um, what am I dreaming about? Um, I dream about fonts a lot, but, um, (laughs) Hey, that's the thing. Hey, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah. I won't share them, but I've got a couple of ideas that I've been working on in the last couple of months that, that I am excited to get out into the world that definitely consume a lot of my my um, my brain space. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's the thing. Ideas. You're dreaming about ideas. And yeah. Fonts. Uh, always fonts. I'm the, sure. I'm sure other graphic designers out there will the be. Fo- yeah, the fonts are I often more nightmares. It's like kerning and like tracking and and typesetting stuff. I don't know why. It's like of everything that kind of sticks with me, and they they're always like nightmares. But it's like that's it's not a nightmare, but like. In a certain context, it can be a nightmare. I don't know. No, that's so helpful. Um, well, is there anything you'd like to leave leave us with? Any any thoughts? Anything that's still in the in the tank? I think so. I um, uh, to anyone listening, thanks for listening to me <laughs> and my rambling <laughs> thoughts. And Kurt, thanks for me thanks too. for um, thanks for wanting to interview me and 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 quiz me a bit. It's been really fun. Oh, bro, it's been so fun. Man, 
I learned so much from Benny in this conversation and I really hope you guys did too. Um, just to see how he's completely changed what he's doing to now pursuing graphic design and creating for people is what this podcast is all about. Just meeting people that are having a go, that are going for their dreams and I hope it encouraged you. If you did learn anything, please share it with your friends and leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That will really help just get it out to everyone that needs to hear this. Hey, good luck with everything this week and I hope that you uh, continue to grow in your up and becoming journey. I'm Kurt Bingham and this is Up and Becoming.